Hi, I'm Jamie. I've been a producer, director, and a screenwriter. I'm Brad. I've been a videographer and a screenwriter. This is TV We Love, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a single season of our favorite TV shows. And maybe some of our second favorites, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There it is. The song. All right, so Jamie's not here right now. We're going to have to give her a call. She's halfway across the country wrapping up some business. So let us give her a little jingle on the jingle. See if I can get this to work. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi. Can you hear the music? I can hear it. All right. <laughs> It's exciting. It is exciting. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll get this down here. All right. All right. That's the first time we we had music going. It is. Yeah. This is a, we're just getting fancier and fancier by the <laughs> minute. Like a high class production. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Moving up in the world. Yes, we are. Podcasting. Yep. So I... <laughs> I already informed the <laughs> listeners that you're halfway across the country and that I had to make a phone call. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> back uh, to being eight hundred miles away temporarily. Temporarily. You'll be back for the next episode though. Yes. Um All right. So I saw this meme earlier this week and it hit me uh right in the chest of authenticity. Ooh, and this means of authenticity, <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, it 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 made me think of a question to ask you. I think we may have talked about this before, but I think it would be uh, a good idea to talk about it again. Uh, the meme okay. it, it said eight percent of men think they could beat a lion in a fist fight, <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, am honestly one of that eight percent i feel like i could and i'm not saying i would come out unscathed i think the lion would get some <laughs> lucky shots in but i feel strongly maybe not right now but in my prime even as a you know up to five years ago i feel uh-huh. like i could have beat a lion in a fight and my logic is it's a cat and what are cats weaknesses it's tail and it's whiskers. So <laughs> if I could crack its tail in half and pull out some whiskers, I feel like the lion or tiger, I don't care, will be completely disoriented and I would be free to attack how I wanted from that point forward. Now, how are you going to get your hands on a whisker or a tail? Listen, I've had... Like, what is your strategy here? <laughs> I've had I big dogs. Listen, I've had big dogs. And uh, I 
successfully could wrestle them like you could just ride on their back. I'm I'm not saying I would come out injury free. I'm just saying I feel strongly that I could get on the back of one of these big cats and pull out some whiskers, like just rip them out, like twist them around my finger and just yank, you know? And then as it's like, ow, I'll crack its tail real quick too. I mean, and cracking the tail is you just have to bend it in half, you know? Because that's where they get their balance (laughs) from and their sense of direction is from these. Do you know how fast these big cats are? Look, I'm pretty fast too, so... Anyway, this isn't what I necessarily wanted to talk about. What I wanted to talk about was, let's take it the opposite direction. Think of something cute and fuzzy. How many of them do you think you could beat up? So let's go with puppies. <laughs> let's say, let's say. I don't want to no, no, think about no, no. being no puppies. No, no, no. What rabid. You, what, rabid. What show is this? Rabid <laughs> six-month-old puppies. How many do you think rabid. you could take? Rabid. Six-month-old. Rabid. Oh R-A-B-I-D. How many rabid puppies do you think you could f- beat in a fight before they would overtake you? I I can't. I can't think about beating puppies even if they're rabid i can't i can't go these puppies are vicious come on play along are they trying to kill me yes everybody's trying to kill you in these scenarios (laughs) (laughs) there's no it's all right life or death big difference between rabid puppies and listen lions and tigers i love i love puppies i know but i have my answer too so and i even have an answer for toddlers like how many two-year-olds do you think you could take in a fight before oh my god (laughs) this is what if these are like zombie two-year-olds you know like you've seen dawn of the dead you gotta preface okay the rabbit the rabbit and the Zombie. The zombie. Yeah. Like we can't right. you, you gotta you gotta Normal make strength, that part though. of the original story. Like, like the rat the rabies doesn't give the puppies like super strength and the zombie gene doesn't give the toddlers super strength. They're normal strength, but how many puppies do you think you could rabid puppies do you think you could take in a fight? Um I mean if their adrenaline's going, uh, I feel like and my life was in danger. Um, We've established this. This isn't okay, for fun. Okay. Nobody's beating okay. up puppies for fun on this show. Puppies are adorable, but in this scenario, they're going to get you. Okay. They're trying to kill me. They're rabid. I'll, I will die. Um, I think the adrenaline's going. I think I could fight off. Um. Up to four. What? That's weak. Weak. <laughs> I was. Maybe, maybe I was four to six. Oh four my six. god! I was thinking I could handle easily I, I like twenty-five to thirty puppies, how? rabid puppies. You only have you have two arms. What are you gonna do? You've got two arms, two legs. I figure I could probably punt about fifteen of them through the air before I even got exhausted. Oh my god! Or what about toddler, zombie toddlers, two-year-olds? Normal strength. If oh they my god. listen, if they I bite can't. you, I if, can't. if I they can't. bite you, you don't get infected, but they can eat you to death. How many do you think you could beat up? 
these are these aren't normal toddlers. We love toddlers. These are zombie toddlers who we don't like. They're they're not on our team. Oh my god. I'm thinking ten toddlers. I could beat up ten toddlers. Oh my god. Zombie the eleventh one, the eleventh one is going to get me. The eleventh one is going to get me. Toddlers. They're not. Okay. These are all figments of our imagination. This is just for fun. I'm thinking ten toddlers I could take, but the eleventh one is oh, going to get me. What are God. you thinking? What are you thinking? I don't. <laughs> Have you seen Dawn of the Dead remake, the new one? Like Look. you know, from like 2010 or whatever, 2006. Yeah. Yeah. There was like I mean, an evil kid in that are one. Slow zombies are slow. But they um, still zombie movies are the only horror movies that actually make me feel uneasy. Yeah, I mean, I just I feel like speed alone works on your side, you know, when you're dealing with with zombies. Yeah, if they're slow, but if they're the fast ones, the like the Twenty Eight Days Later, the Dawn of the Dead remake, mm, if they're chasing yeah, you down, yeah. I'm. I mean, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a and, chubby and, dude and right now. No, like I'm going down. There's no weapons. It's just <sighs> we're talking. Fists. I mean, I've got no problem stabbing people. So you know, if I had zombie to. people, zombie people. Well, zombie I mean, <laughs> anybody really under the right circumstance, but specifically zombie people right now. So. Oh my god. Oh my god. So uh. So uh. Like, okay. All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have nightmares about zombie babies, zombie toddlers, and, and rabid zombie, puppies. Yes. All right, look. When it comes to these uh, rabid puppies, they have the red eyes. It's it's the rabid puppies with the red eyes. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for painting that picture. I want to make sure I dream about the the right creatures you gotta you'll have to let us know if you actually had a dream about (laughs) the rabid puppies and the zombie toddlers (laughs) that sounds like a a good band name rabid puppies and the zombie toddlers you know i mean one could it it rolls off your tongue like hootie and the blowfish (laughs) it's it's the opening act for hootie and the blowfish (laughs) (laughs) oh my god all right uh you want to talk All about right. True Detective now? <laughs> please. <laughs> now that please, we know you can only handle about. four to six puppies, Look, <laughs> innocent puppies, you mean get, person. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, yeah. Okay. All right. Episode seven. <laughs> Episode seven, titled After You've Gone. After You've Gone. Yeah. Hmm. Rated 9.2 on the uh, IMDb scale. How do okay. you rate this one? Where 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 does well first of all where does that fall in the the hierarchy of rankings it's still oh man i'll take a quick look it's still higher than episodes 1 or 2 uh okay but i'm i'm going to tell you is it like right in the middle, middle i i think bottom? it is i think it is right in the middle Okay. I mean, there wasn't a lot of action. Again, it was one of those that answered a ton of questions, which uh, I'm really excited to talk about. Uh, it is it, 9.2 was also the rating of episode six last week. Uh, okay. It is ranked higher than episode one through three. 
but it is so yeah it's right in the middle it's lower than episodes four and five so okay which so far um, i think I would five agree is with my that favorite. yeah i would agree um a lot i got a lot out of it um i got more out of it than the most recent watch than i did the first two times i yeah. watched it yeah um a lot of things that I missed just I, it was like I had some light bulb moments yeah in this in this yeah in this watch there yeah okay so I appreciate it because I feel like there's some brilliant writing mm -hmm. that calls back to all the way to episode one things I would have never thought were important and I can't wait to talk about it that I'm like, oh, okay, that's why that scene was in there. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about it. So for that reason, for the questions that answered, uh, some of the loose ends that uh, I had, you know, didn't really understand, they're tied up for me in this episode, I would say it's not my favorite episode, but I would say it's, um, I mean, I would, I would say I would agree with the nine point two. I think I, you know, so I don't necessarily agree with the nine point two. This is actually my second least favorite episode, but okay, I say that with the asterisk that I still love it. Like, but out of eight episodes, you're gonna have a stinker. You know, like somebody's gonna mm. come in eighth place. Yeah. Um, and and for me, it it's like two setup episodes in a row. You know. Yeah, I mean um, that's true. That's true, but there was a lot to cover. Oh, I loved and, everything we watched, but yeah, just out of the yeah. eight, this is gonna fall more in the bottom tier for me than okay. because episodes one and two are like eight point eight and eight point nine or something, and and I feel like those were amazing. Like after episode one, I was like, I can't wait to go on this adventure, and now right this this didn't feel as good as uh, okay. uh, episodes one or two. No, but this is still amazing. Like, I can't stress that enough. It's just out of the seven that we've watched so far, this is probably number six, maybe even number seven. So, Okay. Um, All right. So I, I mean, have a little... I, I agree with that in some, in some ways, but yeah. I still, there were so many brilliant callbacks and wrap-ups for me i have to appreciate it for that yeah you could you could this uh, it, not only was this another setup but this was like oh excuse me i almost verped oh god um you did burp those are those are burps <laughs> verped with a v there was almost some there was almost some oh, great. vomit on oh that. <laughs> you on, are full of it today not on the new mics um, all right, so I Add got that to, to my nightmare for the night. <laughs> yeah, the the mm -hmm. zombie toddlers and the rabid puppies are also covered in verp. Oh, great. <laughs> awesome. All right, so I got a little summary here uh, for okay. the episode. I always feel like these are like written in a different language and then translated to English because I don't ever feel like uh, it's perfectly written here. Uh, but it says, okay. Cole and Hart try to discover if a series of missing persons reports could be related to the Dora Lang murder and the Tuttle family. Mm, I mean, that's very 
brief. <laughs> well, the other one was like eight paragraphs long. So I always, <laughs> I always opt for the shorter uh, okay. summary. All right. Um, so the episode opens on a jukebox. Do you know what song was playing on, on the jukebox? Oh, my gosh. A little trivia. I, I noted it. I noted it, but I mean, I didn't write it down, but I oh. made it. I did uh, not it. it. I did not note it. I have no idea. Ah. <laughs> now I feel bad for bringing I'm it so up. So embarrassed because that's usually I was like, something. I know that song. I was gonna say that's usually a Jamie note. I was like, I, I, I trust her to get this note. Okay, no, no problem. My, uh. It opens uh, up on the jukebox, and then we see Marty and Rust. They are drinking beers and yep. uh, they're having a conversation and they're basically going back and forth. Uh, yeah, a man remembers his debts. Yeah, Marty has a debt apparently, and I have no idea what they were referencing the entire time. The debt. I'm guessing they I, owe it I have to Dora Lang. An inkling. I feel like Rust um, thinks that Marty is kind of responsible. For them not getting the story or getting the, you know, the details of the case because he was so quick to take out Reggie Ledoux. Now he does. And that just ended it, he you does, know, it, there. It does. And so it was a debt. He, you know, there, the guy's still out there and he reminded Marty, if you hadn't taken him out, we might have actually solved this case. But is the debt to the surviving victims or the deceased victims or like is the debt mm. too rust or like I, I'm, I'm, I think it's just a debt as in it was our job yeah to solve this case yeah all of these scenarios played out in my head like who who's this debt really uh i have to say right. though this whole scene played like a sequel like even though mm. we've seen Marty and Rust the entire series, this is yeah. the first time where it's like it really feels like they're back together too. Right. You know, because it's modern yeah. day Rust mm -hmm. and Marty. Yeah. So I was like, this actually is like everything we've seen could be part one and this right. point forward could be part two. Yeah. Um right. it just it really so, felt that way. Yeah. So Rust you know, his big line in this opening scene was a man remembers his debts and Marty's big line was, I don't dwell in the past. Yeah. And, Must be you nice. know, and pretty <laughs> much, I feel like that wraps up their personalities in yeah. those two lines. I feel like there were uh, some good lines in this scene too. And there and, were, there were. And, and yeah. Russ was like, you're looking pretty good. And he's like, well, father time has a way with dealing with all of us. Looks like he's not been too kind to you. Yeah, so. Marty, he was good with the little jabs there. Mm. But what I loved was um, Marty's like, I'm not much of a drinker these days. I haven't drank in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're an alcoholic that, <laughs> yeah. or a recovering alcoholic, I, right. I don't know, like... I yep. don't really know how that works. Can you go? I don't know. I, th I think it just shows that Marty seems to not be able to escape these uh, cycles of bad habits and mistakes. He just keeps making the same mistakes yeah. over and over and over again. Because I got to say, know? he drank a lot in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I mean, you know, uh, he just, he's not much of a drink. He, he always says that. And then right after... He drinks, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But, uh, and then Rust seems to not be able to move on from his past, from his debts, yeah. you know? Um, but anyway, I, the biggest takeaway for me with the debt, again, was that he pretty much, his jab to Marty was that, you know, you pretty much screwed us out of this case. You owe it you know, to and, the victims yeah. to make it right. You, you know, know? And, and when so. he said that, uh, it was like Marty was walking out and it's like the end of this scene. Yeah. And yeah. it's almost like it reminded me of Marty McFly in part two and three of Back to the Future getting called chicken, you know? What, what are you, <laughs> chicken? And yeah. then it's like Marty yeah. stopped in his tracks, right? Marty, Woody Harrelson stopped dead in uh-huh. his tracks. Right. Both named Marty. What a coincidence. And, <laughs> and he turned around. He's like, he, he basically like, what did you just say? What did you call me? But it right. was, you know. Right. He, he was just yeah. like, what do you, what does that mean? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he knows. He knows he's right. Yeah. If he hadn't, you know, shot. Ledoux in the head so quickly they could have gotten some answers. Yeah. Um, um go ahead, you got more? Uh not not about this scene. I was kind of Okay. Because after this scene, we get to see Rust's uh storage facility. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, the sprawl. <laughs> and, <laughs> the sprawl. And, I called it the sprawl. Yeah, so uh Marty's driving, Rust is the passenger. Uh, mm-hmm. they're scrolling the storage lot, uh, and Rust opens up his, his shed door and, uh, the whole time Marty's getting his gun ready. Cause he doesn't know, you know, it's no. like he, he likes yeah. to think that Rust has nothing to do with these murders, but right. this is He's creepy. still trying to figure out what's going on and yeah. whether he wants to be involved in it or not. Yeah. He, he's, he's, I think deep down he he feels Russ is okay, but he still doesn't know if he wants to be involved and what kind of danger there is. He's not sure of that. Yeah. So. I mean, and who can blame Marty, really? I mean, this uh, crazy man is taking you to his storage shed late at night. Right. He walks into The mysterious into it. storage building. It, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 the detectives that were interviewing you laid out a pretty decent case, you know, like, yeah, even if you're not fully on board with what they said, like you just can't go into this. Hey, hey you got candy in here in the shed? Like, let's go. Like, what, what do you got in here? Like, you just can't. Right. It, so I, I don't blame and he him. For looks like, it looks like he's freaking lost his mind. It, oh, yeah. I mean, just all yeah. the, the, you know, the stick. Yeah. TPs and just, all yeah. of it. I mean, it's just if yeah. you walked into that, you would. If they, if those detect, those two detectives walked into that storage building, if he let them in, it's definitely there's a man obsessed. No way, yeah. right? They wouldn't think, oh my god, this guy, yeah. you know? Yep. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, R- Rust turns on the lights to his uh, storage shed, and it just it reveals all of these photos, all of these stick things hanging from the ceiling. There's yeah. Uh, writing on the walls in the middle, it says scars on the right. It says Carcosa on the left. It says mm-hmm. yellow King, you know, yeah. Uh, pictures of victims and stuff like, so Woody's kind of taken aback by this. Uh, he, he's trying to soak it all in. 
uh, Rust is like, what do you got there? You know, and he's like, 38, you know, is what Woody says. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, hollow points. Yep. That'd do it. You know, like mm-hmm. you could like at that moment, Rust was okay if he got shot, you know. Right. So, yeah. Like yep. it, it, he didn't seem to care that a gun was no, almost made it gun. like. Yeah, just kind it. of a nonchalant yeah. little conversation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so they kind of get right into it after that, where Russ just starts spilling what he knows, what he thinks. Marty seems kind right. of into the it. Toby, Booley. Yeah. Jo- Johnny, Joni. Yeah. Uh, yep. It, it, Marty's asking questions. He's kind of leading Rust a little bit, like, well that all sounds like conjecture, you know, like he's, he's kind of playing ball. He's interested Mm -hmm. at least it Mm -hmm. seems. And and at some point it kind of seems like he's being sarcastic too, you know, a little bit, you know? Yeah. And then Russ just is like, Oh yeah, no, I thought I was crazy too. Um, Right. It, it gets, he starts showing him pictures Mm -hmm. of, some of the children and stuff, and and they mention what do they mention? They mention Mardi Gras, like serious old school Mardi Gras, and right. What is it? It's the Curieur de Mardi Gras. Mardi knew this. Mardi knew uh-huh. the term. Right. I, had, I had to look it up, and there are some scary photos of Mardi Gras. I will post it. Oh, I'm sure on our social media. Yeah. I will post it on our social medias here. And uh, it is some scary looking masks, but the Carrier de Mardi Gras, it's listed as a music festival, but according to Wikipedia, it is a traditional Mardi Gras event held in many Cajun and Creole communities of French Louisiana. On the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday, Carrier de Mardi Gras is Louisiana French for Fat Tuesday Run. So is it supposed to be like oh, a... Okay. It's supposed to be like a a fun run or something or a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I, that's what it no. says. It, it, <laughs> I don't think it's Louisiana kind of French run. for Fat Tuesday Run. So that's it's a rural tradition. It's, it's a party. I don't, this is I don't know. I I don't know a whole lot about Mardi Gras or the the tradition. I mean, you know, you just, just know the, the beads, beads and the, and the, and the, and the right. <laughs> Right, I know beads and boobs and. But there's got to be some, and they and they wear like the uh, masquerade masks, right? Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, but yeah, and I, I know there's parades and there's king cakes and I mean I know like the iconic things like that, but I don't really know yeah, much. I about bet the Mardi origins Gras. of Mardi Gras are pretty weird. If the, if yeah. if they're wearing I, masks, I'm, I'm interested like that. Yeah, me too. in finding out more. Yeah. yeah, if the masks look like that, I think it's pretty weird. Yeah, yeah I mean it's creepy. It yeah. has creepy vibes. I mean New Orleans in general, to, to me, has this very dark, creepy vibe to it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It's it's fascinating. It's it's really fascinating. Yeah. But I always it just feels like old creepiness in the air. I don't know how to explain it. You know, it's it. usually not depicted well. It's usually depicted with like voodoo, yeah. you know, right. or voodoo, I mean, Santeria. you know, true blood, yeah. you know, was New Orleans, you know, vampires and yeah, werewolves you know. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. Uh 
So at the point where Rust is showing photos, you could tell Marty's almost on his side. Like, all right, let's do this. Because yeah. Rust is telling him, like, I need these records. I need these records. I need these records. Right. And right. Uh, so Marty was still up in the air. And then he's like, oh, yeah, there's a videotape. So he right. gives the videotape to uh, or he puts it in the VCR for Marty to watch. And at this point, it cuts to uh, Marty talking to Maggie. And he's, right. he's just checking in on Maggie. We're getting an update on Maggie. They seem to be cordial with each other. Um, it mm-hmm. seems like there might be a spark there. Like, it, it, I don't recall them ever getting back together. But it, it seems like them talking as civilized adults sort of reminds each them both of why they you know ever did fall in love to me like there were some flirty hmm. smiles i didn't really stores. maybe i i guess i can kind of see that but i didn't <sighs> to me it felt a little awkward like maybe there were some there was some tension there you know um some interest you know but i didn't really get the I didn't really get pick up on the flirty vibe. Well, they just I, they just kind of shared I, a moment, I guess. It, it wasn't okay. nothing too yeah. flirty, but there there was a right. a connection moment where they they just seemed to share it a little bit. And uh, okay. but but then a little been bit of over two years since they had talked to each other or seen each other. Yeah, uh, and jealousy does pop up too because you you could see yeah. Like Marty is at first like okay it's it's nice like that. let me give a little smile and then his face changes it's fantastic acting on mm-hmm. on Woody's part because it does change to the do you talk to Rust you know like have you been talking to Rust like that sort of thing and and she was honest she said no I believe yeah. her to be honest so I think so yeah I, I believe it yeah. so they're talking and finally Maggie gets to the point of after all this time just like this you decide to help him out. And then right. Marty's like, oh, I, I took some convincing, you know. And yeah. then we get to see what's on the videotape. Uh, right. This, of course, but comes. Did, but Go ahead. Can we, before we talk about the videotape, didn't, um, before this, I think uh, Rust uh, talked to the Toby Booley, Joni, Johnny, Joni guy, right? Yeah, yeah, the and cross-dresser. And it kind of confirmed again about the scarred man. Yep, yep. The tall, skull man. And then... Um, this happens three times where the right. scarred man is brought up. And when he is right. brought up, you get a certain reaction from the person that they are talking to about him. Yes. So right. it's, it's just setting up. Eddie Tuttle comes up yeah. before this. He find We find out that there's the senator is Eddie Tuttle. Okay. And so he uh he wants Russ wants to use Marty's uh connections to resources such as databases and things like that because he's now a private investigator. Yeah, which um we didn't quite know that right? yet, but it, it seems weird that they both left the, right. the force. Right. Yeah, and, and we go it, it's kind of slowly revealed yeah. throughout the episode why he left. Yeah, but we do find out that he does have connections still, and Russ wants to use him for that. Uh, Eddie Tuttle, the senator, comes up, and so this is making me think: okay, you know, if he's a senator, he would have the power to keep things hidden, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, 
I think this right before the videotape is where Marty says, um, or I mean, I'm sorry, Russ says, uh, there was a time when I thought this could be all in my head. Yeah. But that time has passed. Yeah. And then, then they go into the videotape. It, uh, or it, it goes into them talking about rust raiding. Yeah, raiding. Doing the house. some breaking and entering on on the Billy Lee Tuttles. Yeah. And homes. we only see the second house, what's known as Billy Lee Tuttle owns four houses, three in Louisiana, one right. in Florida. And right. when it gets to the second house, Russ says, after that night, doubt got buried in the tool shed or something like that. Right, so, right, right. Uh, and he brings up how it was definitely Billy Lee that got him suspended. He could tell yeah, after by their, the way he looked him in the eyes, yep. you know? Which, so. which Russ baited him, basically. Because mm-hmm, Russ mm-hmm. knew if he got into trouble for talking to him that that meant right. Tuttle was dirty in some mm-hmm. way, which we covered, right. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so at that point, that's when Marty watches the video <laughs> but as I noticed this time on our second watch, uh, once he hits play on the VCR, he hands a flask to Marty. Did you notice that? Yes. And and yes. Rust face faces away. He doesn't watch the video. He's already seen mm-hmm. it once. He doesn't ever mm-hmm. need to see it again. Right. And we get to see some of the video. It's a little girl. She's blindfolded. There's men. They're all wearing their... Yep. Uh, I mean, it's just a little flash, but you can tell she's being held down. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. And I'm assuming she gets killed. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. It, I, I think it shows the death. Um, we don't see it, which I think is fine. We get enough no. of an idea of yeah. what's going on. And Marty you know? does a great job um, of reacting to the video. Oh yeah, yep. he freaks out, and and at this point, now he's all in. Yep. That's all it took. I yeah. also noticed as he was handing him photos and he put in the VCR tape and stuff, he handed uh, Marty some blue rubber gloves and he puts on blue mm-hmm. rubber rubber gloves because there's certain things he has that nobody's prints should be on. So Yes, uh, right. He has no problem and touching he, other stuff, but these specific mm-hmm. items, he keeps his fingerprints off. So. Right. And so he he's... They find all this stuff. They find the tape. Marty's freaking out. He's in. He mentions that, you know, um, that was the one place that Tuttle didn't report mm-hmm. that was broken into. Yeah. Um, he, they, he also brings up that the, which I thought this was a really neat detail, that the paper stock mm-hmm. on the photos was 15 years old. So this shows that this has been going on yeah. for a long time. Yep. Yeah. Um, God, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, um, nope. Still gone. <laughs> uh, uh, did it have to do with the video or I'm Tuttle? To, or? It, it has to do with Tuttle. I don't know. My mind's drawing a blank. We'll come back to it, though, if we need okay. to. Okay. Um, oh, what, could it possibly be that um, the reason... Oh, no. I think we no, get no, no, into no. this later. No, it I just think we get into just this back. later. It just came back. Okay. Uh, Marty wanted to know if Russ killed uh, Billy Lee Tuttle. Yes. Yes, that's and, where I was going as well. And so. it, Well, that's where I was going after you said that 
Tuttle, <laughs> Tuttle didn't report the the second uh-huh. break in, only the first break in, and uh, Rust simply says, "No, I didn't do it. I figured he thought he was going to get blackmailed, mm-hmm. so either he did it himself mm-hmm. or somebody that knew something was on that tape took Tuttle yep. out for him." Yeah. Either way, it was a a prescription mix up, and he died of a pill overdose, is what they said mm-hmm. on the last episode. So right. Yeah. Um, yes. And then do we come back to Marty visiting Maggie or is that over? Cause I, I, I got another I note know. about that I and I wasn't sure. Do, if we came back to it. I think it's later. I'm not sure, but oh, no, 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 it's here. Hmm. It's here. No, it is here. It yeah. is here. It, yes. It was when they were talking and then they cut to the, uh, but anyway, yeah. this whole scene plays out like a therapy session too, where yeah, it kind of does Marty's, kind of spilling his guts on the situation, but right. he's not telling too much either because he says it's no, he said he can't. Yeah. Right. It's stuff. It, but one thing I wanted to note was that he seemed to know nothing yeah. about what was up with his girls. Yeah. Like they do they not talk to didn't him? really have any contact with him. No, I, I mean, kind of understand like, if the oldest doesn't talk to him. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it, for the most part, I, I don't blame Marty at all for that situation right. for the most part he yeah. maybe have handled it a bit wrong but he was still right in his actions uh, yeah. we do find out that she's on medication as well sometimes she doesn't take her pills but she seems to have a good boyfriend uh right. but the younger daughter you would think that they would still keep in touch you know you would think yeah but, but maybe they but just I, can't forgive him for his right. infidelity stuff but yeah but it, it's kind of interesting because really um Marty and Rust are both loners, you know, they, they both ended up alone. Um, Marty is kind of stuck in his destructive cycles and Mm -hmm. Russ is still kind of stuck in his obsessions. Yeah. Um, but ultimately they work and they're alone, you know? Yeah. Um, Uh, with some other, you know, Marty's obsession with women, you know, but, uh, when Marty was talking to Maggie, just to go back there, she also wanted to know if Marty came to say goodbye. Right. Uh, yeah. Which is weird. Only I, because I, was, yeah, I think at I this point, at this point, Marty doesn't know what sort of trouble he's in. You know, like he doesn't quite no. know this. He knows he's got to handle this case and there's some powerful men, but it, it I don't think the sense of danger is quite there yet. Not for this conversation to be like, this is the goodbye conversation. Like I'm going to go do stuff and you might not ever see me again. Like he he doesn't know that yet, but I mean, I don't know. He's a smart Mm -hmm. dude. Maybe. I mean, she's just like, why are you here? We haven't talked in two years. This must be huge. This must be a big deal. That's true. That's true. Like for her, like I haven't heard. Right from you i haven't heard from rust and now all of a sudden i have these cops pulling me in you're here at my house and it all has to do with rust like what's going on Right, and he's telling her i'm gonna help him so what is that i think that's just the way she's translating what he's there for yeah maybe yeah uh so after all of those scenes they are now setting up shop at his office. They're, yes. They're, they are doing the caught up. Like you, you, you kind of mentioned like of what each other has been up to. Uh, 
Right. Uh, yeah. And Marty has a crazy like, beer belly. Did you notice? Yeah, he does. Yeah. I, I, they're almost like becoming buddies. Like for real the first buddies. Time. Yeah. Like real buddies. They ask, Russ asked them a personal question like, so what do you do in your free time? Do you have a girlfriend? Yeah, you know? Like almost 20 years um, later, they're finally becoming right. friends. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is is this where they talk about where Marty dated a few people, or is that a little bit later? Yeah, no, that, that, that's there. Um, he's like, yeah, I date around, no, yeah. no real girlfriends, yep. but you know, I date, and he says mostly he just you know goes home and rusts like same. Yeah. <laughs> I pretty much work, drink, and yeah, you know, and this is this is where uh. Rust asks Marty, like, why did you quit? And Marty says something like, I was going to play baseball. I was going to ride bulls. Yeah. You know, he's like, at some point, you just grow out of the job you're in. And then you you think you should have been doing something else. Mm -hmm. And Rust is like, yeah, I guess I could have been a painter, you know, modern touches on classic Mm -hmm. pieces, something like that. And, And Marty's like, yeah, you you a painter? He's like, no, I figure it's probably too late in the game to get good at something. Yeah. And then, uh, God, what does Marty, Marty says something. He's like, too bad you can't get good at something sooner or something like that. I, I'm, I know I'm remembering that wrong, but rust is the scene ends on rust saying, be careful what you get good at. And it's him stapling a photo of, of a missing person to the wall Basically, right. Rust is saying it's a curse. He doesn't want to be a detective. It's a curse, but he knows he's good at it, so he's going to see this right. thing through. So Yeah, absolutely. At least that's what I took away from it. Yeah. And so he, I guess this is where we start seeing Marty uh, getting in there, trying to use his resources to find out. Yep. I mean, he's in. He's yep. actually like, doing the detective work he should have been doing all along <laughs> yep and now so, uh marty is yeah he is doing the detective work and and now it shows that he's talking to his old cop buddy who's now the right major of the yeah he's trying to bribe him with some whiskey yep what was it single malt single, single malt. malt yep whiskey. and it's a uh, his his buddy we we saw him so many times in the background uh-huh. of previous right. episodes, but he mm-hmm. didn't have much of a scene. <laughs> he, he was no. never in it much yeah. to, to even mention, right. but now he's the major of the state exactly. police force. Yeah. Uh, Marty's feeding some crap to his old buddy. He, he's basically mm-hmm. trying to get some files. And so his right. buddy's like, and yeah. Oh my God, the files. <laughs> yes, so many files. He, he thought he was so going to get lucky. He thought he was yeah. going to get lucky. He was going to be on the computer, so he sits at a computer. Right? He's like, oh, no. Yeah, and the clerk was there. like, uh, <laughs> if it happened before 2005, it's in here. <laughs> you got to yeah. go through the boxes. Was, oh, my. It gave me anxiety just looking at all those files. Yeah, I hope they're but... well-labeled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, the next thing we see is Marty is at Rust's work, and he meets the owner of the bar because as he's discussing what he found – the owner of the bar is just staring at him kind of awkwardly, mm-hmm. but it's kind of funny. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of funny. Almost in a heartwarming way. Like it's always like a, 
how friendships start kind of a way, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's weird. He just kept staring. He doesn't say a single word. So finally Russ makes the introduction and uh, he's like, he's, he's not a cop anymore. I can't remember what his name is. Basically he's telling the owner of the bar that Marty's not a cop anymore. And Marty's like, you got a problem with cops, you know? Yeah. And he still doesn't say anything. And then Russ is like, well, he's got a kid that's been missing since 95. Right. So. Yeah. I wonder if it's one of the suspected missing kids or if it's just a coincidence. You know, I I wonder that too. I wonder if that's why Russ is working at this bar. (laughs) He just wants to help. You know, it seems like everything he does is somehow tied to this case. Yeah. I mean. So one of the people that Marty dug up was a second or third cousin of Reggie Ledoux, and uh, yep. he's a car mechanic. She... Yes. Yeah, yes, he's yes, a car yes. mechanic. He, he seems like a good dude. Uh, right. So they're talking to him, and they both look like detectives now, even though Russ still mm-hmm. looks like Dwayne Allman. Uh, yeah, the way he, he's standing. <laughs> yeah. His hair, his he's, facial hair. Uh, he yeah. is at least wearing a button-up shirt and nice pants. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and he's got his handy-dandy notebook from yep. Blue's yep. Clues there. And uh, yep. so they're talking to him. And the, for the second time of the show, uh, they bring up the man with the scars. And that's when the look mm-hmm. on Cousin Ledoux. Uh, Mm -hmm. His face changes and he's like, oh yeah, I know about that weird dude. So they're trying to figure out if he's related to a Ledoux. He's like, no, I don't think so. There's a lot of us, but I don't think he's part of the clan, you know? Right. The family clan, that is, not the Ku Klux Klan. (laughs) (laughs) I know know this takes place in the South, but there's not too much racism. Right. (laughs) Um, So they learn a little bit more uh, about how this dude was weird. And I almost felt like he was going to say that he was touched in the night, you know, because he's like, I was yeah. 11. They were probably 10 years older right. than me. We're staying over at mm-hmm. my hunting lodge. Uh, right. But I think he narrowly escaped because he, he said, said he they kept got looking super at drunk. Yep. And, but the, yeah, he kept staring at him. And then they pretty much were too hung over to do the actual hunting trip. So they, him and his dad took off. Yeah. The next yeah. morning. So I think that he got lucky. Yeah. Actually. So. Really smart. Really smart. Mm-hmm. So now they're in the car driving towards a new suspect, unless I'm missing something. This is when they're on their uh, way to meet. Is to uh, the lady that, the old lady that worked for Sam Tuttle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The old black lady that. Yeah. The, yes. Rust and Marty are in the car and Rust is like, how did you find this one? And Marty's like, I had to find tax records from 49 to 59 and then this and this, you know. Right. And so Rust was like, look at you. Way to go. <laughs> and, yeah. And I, I think Marty took offense to the compliment, almost like I know how to do my job, that sort of thing. Like, even though I think Rust was sincere in his compliment, uh, I think Marty took it as some sort of snarky compliment. So Marty says, high praise from a bartender. And then Rust does this sweet little dance. Like he just kind of pumps his fists like, woohoo, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it, it, I, I yeah. noted it and I've noticed it every time. And it just, it kind of makes me laugh. The little dance that he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he finally feels like they're getting somewhere. Right. You know, they're doing some real, they're on the right track. Right. Finally. Yep. 
And uh, so now they're talking to uh, a, a younger lady, uh, a granddaughter of the lady they're about to talk to. And they're yeah. basically feeding her a line of, oh, we're just doing some ancestral right. research, uh, some sort of inheritance uh, sort of mm-hmm. thing. And she's like, oh, you think she'll get some money? And it's like, it's possible. So this right. lady looks yeah, kind of, it. yeah, she looks kind of catatonic, spaced out. I didn't think she was going to be all with it, but once Rust starts talking to her, yeah, uh, she comes right with it. She's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I know these kids, you know, like I know. Yeah. I, yeah, I worked I for lots. him. Same cuddle. Yep, yep. Yep. I worked for him. We had a great time. The kids were nice. I love the kids. Like every time they brought up mm-hmm. some kids. Oh, they yeah, had the lots were... of kids. Yep. Lots. And he had some kids, kids outside of mm-hmm. the marriage. And then. Yep. She's like, I shouldn't be talking to you about this. And then mm-hmm. Rust is like, oh, well, before we go, can you like tell me about this? Does this look familiar to her? And he shows her a book with pictures uh-huh. of the stick shapes, the little Blair Witch type stick shapes. And Well, yes, but before that, she confirms that there was a grandchild. Oh, yeah. That had scars. Yep. And his daddy did that to him. And his daddy did that to him, and he was a came from the line of what was it, the Childers, Childress family, Childress, Childress, yep. Childress family, yep. yeah. So now they have a name yep. to work with too. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So yeah, then Rust shows this. That was that was very key because the the name yeah. was just huge. So Rust yep. then shows the book of sticks, the pictures of the sticks, and she seems to get really happy, and. She's like, you know, Carcosa. She familiar, yeah. Carcosa. She got really excited. She's like, yeah. The end is, or death is not. Death the end. is not the end. Yep. And he, him who eats time. And then she kept saying Carcosa, Carcosa, creepily all, all over and over again. Yeah. So right? then, uh, her caretaker, granddaughter, whoever she is, uh, basically tells the men they have to leave. I don't know why she didn't get violent or nothing. She got excited. I would be like, she doesn't normally get this excited. Let's see what this is about, you know? Yeah, it was definitely something familiar to her. Um, Carcosa, I mean, this this is goes all the way back to episode one when Car- oh, yeah. Carcosa first came up during the Dora Lang stuff. Um, it's, it, it's, I mean, Russ called it. It was a ritual. Yeah. Right? It's, um, I mean, it's, the rich, I mean, it's basically the um, culture, you know, of this almost religion. Yeah. Right. You know, and that's so weird because so, you can find one crazy person and maybe that one crazy person can find another crazy person. But for there to be like a ring of crazy people, not one of them is going to speak right. up against what they're doing. Like, it's yeah. so, so weird how that happens. It's, you know. Yeah. I mean, definitely there's powerful people. I mean, and these cult yeah ritualistic things yeah. i mean rust i i was very impressed with the writing and how this was planted all the way back with finding Dorling. rust recognized it right away he's like this is some kind of ritual um i think it's surrounding the festival of light i can't remember the name of it it was like saturn Saturnalia or Saturnalia or something of yep. that nature. Yep. Um, he was like, this is 
where this is some kind of human sacrifice. And so, anyway, I just, I loved that they brought it back around, get a little more um, definitive answer on yeah. what this Carcosa and what this, you know, that, that it is it is a ritual. Yeah. You know? Yep. So. Uh, so then it, it, after they're kicked out of the house, uh, they pay off the caretaker lady. And at mm-hmm. first she's insulted by the amount of money that Marty gave her. So he gives her a little bit more money. <laughs> I'm yeah. not exactly sure why they're giving her money. I don't think it was, we're, we're never told that she was going to get paid or anything like that. Right. I mean, but she did bring up, oh, does this mean she's going to get money? So I guess they're like, I guess we'll appease her. So yeah. maybe yeah. she won't rat on us, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so then it cuts back to the bar. Uh, mm-hmm. Russ and Marty are talking again. And he's basically telling him, like, oh, when we were the, the Marie Fontenot case, uh, there was an officer involved uh, that we work with. Uh, it, Ed? It, it, Steve Gariachi. Gariachi? Right. Gariachi. Yes. Uh, yeah. He worked for the sheriff's office before he was state police, and then he was state police. And then after he mm-hmm. left state police, he's now the sheriff. Of one of the counties. Right. And uh, so Marty's like. That's or, the same guy that he's had been, the little, the little, uh, when Russ, he was the Russ one that kind him. of started something. Yeah, yeah. He slapped him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, the Ted, the Childress was the sheriff who took Marie Fontenot's original report. Yeah. Did you pick up on that? So yes. it was Ted Childress, and so and Childress was the relative to Scar Scarface, the Scarface yeah. guy. Yeah. Right? Was it his dad? And so these these are two dirty t- cops right now. Yeah. And so what I this it was like chilling to me. Um, we know that Garachi is part of this circle, right? Yes. Now. Right. Um, and I think he's played by Michael Harvey. Harney. Um, Harney. Harney? Yep. Harney? Yeah. Harney? Michael? Michael Harney. Okay. Yep. Michael Harney. Um, but, I mean, how easy. No wonder they wanted Marty on this case. I mean, they wanted to pump him up and to give Rust so much crap because they knew Rust was getting in there and, and he could solve. He could actually have a chance to solve this case. Yeah. So that's why they were dawned on me that's why they've been so pro marty yeah this whole time and you know they didn't want the real detective yeah. to be on this case you know yeah so but anyway so yes steve garachi is yep. that right yes yeah dirty cops yep mm-hmm. so uh rust is ready to get a car battery and basically zap the truth out of uh steve and Mm -hmm. (laughs) marty mentions he's sheriff now and the only person that can arrest a sheriff is the governor now i had to look this up i was curious i looked up can the governor or is the governor the only person that can arrest the sheriff and that is not true well i saw conflicting reports uh in alabama it says only the coroner 
can arrest what the sheriff yeah that didn't make sense to me wow okay the only place i could find information was from quora you know q u o r and i Uh but it quora was the source of all of this information so it it, you know it's like some social it's almost like uh reddit isn't it quora but Mm -hmm. uh yeah so it said for one that only the coroner can arrest the sheriff. And another, it said anybody can arrest the sheriff. It doesn't matter who. Uh, and then another one said anybody can arrest the sheriff except for the sheriff's deputy of that county. <laughs> so I have no idea, basically. Yeah, this, is, it's this is a long story for me to tell you that I have no idea I, I, if that's true or not. I think it, it might be different. Um, depending on where you are, I know there were some shady things that went down in a small town in my home state. And I know that the sheriff was arrested, but I don't know how that went down. I don't know who arrested them or what they had to do to get it, to make it happen. Um, it's weird. I do know that the state police was involved in the arrest. I do know that. You would think a state would Um, outrank... Because, you know, it right. just goes by jurisdiction. You've got the city. What's bigger than the city? Yep. The county. What's bigger than the county? The state, yep. you know? Right. Um, I do think it's funny that a governor is any sort of law enforcement. Law enforcement. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't think mm-hmm. of it like that. But I had a buddy of mine in high school. I mean, he's still a friend, but we were closer in high school, of course. Uh, his dad was mayor of the town. Uh, that I grew up in, but not when I knew him. He was former governor by the time like me and this kid started hanging out. And uh, he said his dad had the ability to pull people over and give them speeding tickets, even though he was not in a official cruiser hmm. car. He drove a city vehicle. Yeah, I had no idea that they were me able either. to enforce any sort of law other than <laughs> I didn't other than like, hey, this so is law. Sad. I should know this stuff, but... <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah. related to some pretty powerful people. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I, I, this I is true, really people. This is semi-true. <laughs> this is semi-true. She's not mafia related. She's on the good guy side. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. That's why I won't eat up <laughs> rabid puppies or zombie babies. It was pretend. And look, <laughs> look, rabid puppies and zombie toddlers have it coming to them. It's not like they're peaceful people. They're out to get you. That's why okay, you're okay, okay. destroying them. All right. Anyway. Anyway, why are there two F's in sheriff? Um, that stopped you <laughs> in your tracks. You know, it's why funny are there two F's in sheriff, but I only one always, R? I had even, I was going to say that. Even as you were saying that, I'm like, wait a minute. Is that right? Was I never R- spell it right. It the two R's. And then I was like, no, you're right. It's two F's. I, but I always never struggle. spell it When right. I write it down, I'm always like, is it two R's? It doesn't look F's? right. It never One looks R, right. two F's. Yeah. Man, of all the words, why is there two F's in anything? You can't double an F. It's not like sheriff if, <laughs> you know, it's just sheriff. Yeah. You would think there'd be two R's and one F, but it's it's probably the easiest word that I misspell all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So wasn't there a band called Sheriff? I think so. What do they sing? What was their big hit? 
Oh, I don't know. I barely knew that there was a band called Sheriff. I'm oh, not going to know any of theirs. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, Marty ends up playing golf with Steve Gariucci, whatever his name is. And uh, it, he's asking him questions. And he's, what is it? What What is the excuse that he gives, like, why he's asking? Um. Well, the Marie Fontenot. DNA answer is he feeding yes. the same thing? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so he's like, "Hey, if they got any more questions about this, you just let me know." And he's like, "Okay." But right. Uh, I'm having to. What are you doing? I'm trying to. I'm I'm looking to see what the excuse was. I'm seeing if I made any notes of that. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. This is <laughs> When I'm With You by the band Sheriff. Oh. <laughs> Do you know this song? Yes. I don't. It's got 16 million streams on Spotify right yes, now. Yes, I know this song. Are you serious? Yeah. Their next... It sounded familiar. Their next closest only has a hundred thousand streams. So this is the only song I think I would probably yeah. recognize by them. So All right. That's funny. Good job. Way to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> we got the technology. We might as well use it. So all right. Great. Wow. They're not that popular at all other than that one song. Uh <laughs> So by the time they're done, now I can focus because I was trying to multitask. (laughs) (laughs) So once they're done playing golf, uh, that's when Marty realizes that his sheriff buddy is a liar. And then he calls Rust at the golf course and he's like, "Uh, get your guns ready. He's lying. You know, so. Right. Yeah. uh, So now it cuts to Maggie. She comes to Rust's place of work, and mm-hmm. man, does Rust know how to keep a grudge? He was not friendly yeah. at all, nope. except like... <laughs> except when he tells her to leave. He's like, "You should go. You're classing up the place." So, <laughs> which I thought was a brilliant line because he was right. being mean about it, but it was also a compliment at the same time. But I mean, she really did him dirty, and I think it's okay. Oh no, he to, it, Rust is justified he, from yeah, the first second I of mean, this show. Like he tried to be her friend. Yeah. You know? He yeah. did. And she really, really messed messed that up. So. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. She's inadvertently the reason he's not a cop. You know? Yep. Um, exactly. But knowing what we know now, I think that was running its course anyway, especially yeah, in hindsight. Me too. He, I, he was definitely getting fed up. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But she's concerned about Marty and she's like, promise me he's not going to get hurt. And Russ is like, I'm not going to promise something like that. So, right. Yeah. That's right. Man, I've been working on my McConaughey impersonation for seven episodes now and it's just not getting better (laughs) yeah it's okay um (laughs) trying got one more 
You got I, one more. You, I even you, watched you'll mail it next next week. I'm sure it's my last shot. I even watched some Dazed and Confused with my youngest son, and he was not <laughs> interested at all. I think he was probably a little That's bit hilarious. too young for the subject matter. I thought he would like it for the cars, but it, I mean, in my defense, we didn't make it to the McConaughey part. We only made it like 20 minutes, right. and he was like, "I'm out. I'm gonna go play video games." <laughs> so I was like, "All right." That's funny. Uh, All right. Uh, quick question. I don't know if I was clear on this. Quick answer. I'll be clear. Steve Garachi or whatever. Yep. Yep. It, was he the sheriff of Erath where they found the um, Fontenot? Dora Lang. And yeah, I know he took the. He was, he was never the, the sheriff. He took the original complaint yep. for Marie Fontenot. He was never but, sheriff in the show. He's only the sheriff now playing golf with right. Marty. He was right. a but deputy. Is he the sheriff of Erath, or no? He was the okay. he was the deputy there, and he filed okay. the complaint with the sheriff. Right. Wrote that who was a Childress. So yes, okay. Just and, want to make and sure. As that we know, straight. I thought that was the yeah, case. And as we know, Childress is dirty, like Pigpen and Charlie Brown. Dirty, dirty, yes. with extra dirty. R's, like Christina Applegate's dirty with extra R's. Two two R's, like. The or, two F's and sheriff. That's right. <laughs> uh, okay. So it now cuts to Marty. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I missed a spot. So Marty and Russ are sharing stories about why they quit now. In, in, yeah. And Russ is like, don't. Yes. Don't lie to me. Like, why did you really quit? You know? And uh, yeah. turns out Marty saw a meth head trying. Well, he didn't see it. He saw the aftermath. Mm, uh, found uh, a meth head put a baby in the microwave. And what was the reason yes. for that? It was a zombie baby. <laughs> too, bad it wasn't, too bad it wasn't a zombie toddler. <laughs> you know, it never would have fit in the microwave. So what would the meth head have done? Anyway, yeah, he found a... This is awful. I should not be laughing about this. Um, it, it, he yeah, didn't really was, think it was a zombie I, I, baby. I, I thought I he was trying to get him to quiet. It was just a meth head. He was trying to quieten him down and yeah, I thought that was him the reason. in the microwave. The it zombie was, baby. Oh, that was good. Terrible. That was good, though. The zombie baby. That was a good callback. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they don't quite show it, but you see it's out of focus and in the foreground. Like you just yeah. kind of see the top half and it just looks so sad. And it's Marty, awful. Marty was just like, awful. never again. I don't ever want to yep. see that again. So he yep. just decided to leave, you know, which mm-hmm. is, I think a very reasonable, <laughs> like yeah. that messes you up. I mean, for life. I'm sure that, that you need therapy for yeah. that. Like if you saw that yeah. in real life and you're any oh, decent no. human I, being, I'd like, be done too. Oh yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, now, after we know the real reason why Marty quit and he became a PI, uh, yep. which it, it still seems weird to me that they're both doing police work, but yeah, they're not cops anymore. So right. So Marty's fishing with the sheriff, and uh, mm-hmm. again the two Fs sheriffs, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, M- Marty's asking questions, and he's like, "Hey, I thought we already went over this," and uh, and. And Marty's like, oh, yeah, 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 we did. I, I won't ask. And and the sheriff politely, you know, he, he's like, and yeah. let's, let's just not ask again. You know, like, let's just enjoy our time out here. Let's be buddies, catch up, and not talk about this crap anymore. And Marty's like, I, I promise I won't ask again. 
but he's going to ask him and <laughs> Rust is on the boat and he's got his gun drawn and he's wearing his driver's gloves to keep the prints off of the gun just in case things go awry. And uh, yeah, they, they pretty much take the sheriff hostage and he's like, do you know who I am? And Rust is like, I wouldn't be here if I didn't, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, yep. it that scene to me, there were a few scenes of this show, of this episode that just triggered moments for me. Uh, this one felt like a Western. Like this moment felt like a, a real yeah. Western. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, Marty kind of had that Westernness yeah. about him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it just, and he went for his gun and Marty stops him from taking his gun. And then yep. Marty puts his gun to the sheriff's throat and, and they just kind of walk off. So, yeah. And then from there, the next thing we see are the two detectives uh, yep. that were leading the interrogation between Rust, Marty, and Maggie. And uh, yep. they're kind of bickering like an old couple about where they are. Yeah. Uh, they're, yeah, they're lost. They're trying to follow up on Rust's uh, stories of the the church. Yeah. Which, so. do we think they're really going to find a church? Like, I don't remember. Um, do we think? I, I think that they were. M- do you more think Rust was leading them, looking on? to prove him wrong? I think it was the church that they found the the mural on the wall. I think they were looking for that church. Were they not? No, I thought they were looking for the church because they said there was a black pastor, wasn't there? They weren't they looking for the church from the very beginning, from like episode one. Ooh. Ooh, you, you're probably right about that. Because I thought they said yeah. that there was a black pastor and the son of the son of life church. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah. When we, I mean, who knew to write that down in episode one? But right. I, from everything that the detective said, I thought for sure they were coming to talk to right. him. But uh, they run into the lawn mowing man from episode three, mm-hmm. and uh, he yep. says that. Oh, my family's been here a long time. In fact, that's the last words. But anyway. Uh, well, he says he knows the whole coast. Yep. He knows the whole they coastline. They asked him, and he said the church closed a long time ago. Um, it gives them directions back the way they came, back to the highway or whatever. Yep. And then, you know, he says, I know the whole coast. Yep. And the and detectives th- cut him off. Like, yeah, that's good. And then they just take off. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they didn't stick around at all. Nope. They were like out of there. And they should have. They should have stuck around because he stands up and really the light hits him just right. Yep. And you can see he's got scars on his face. You noticed right? scar- I didn't really see scars on his face. Yeah, he's got scars. Yep. Okay, so this is what I'm thinking. Did okay. Did it, I didn't I, notice I scars when we saw him in ninety five. Yeah, I didn't scar- notice. Did he not have a beard I, in 95? I, I don't think he had a beard. And if you have scars, hair doesn't Did, necessarily grow over the scars. I don't know. I, I didn't notice. But you remember that line, um, the detective's curse? Yeah. The solution's right under my nose. Yep. But I um, wasn't paying attention to I was paying attention to the wrong clues. Yep. Right? Yep. Maybe that's the case. Maybe Rust... It was right under his nose, and he didn't pay attention. 
you know? But I, I still don't really see, I get what you're saying and I completely agree. Uh, uh-huh. but I, I, I still don't see scars on this dude's face. I, I saw him. I looked for it this time. I was were there. Yep. All right. Were you holding your phone I, like two inches from your face? Was, yes, <laughs> I was. I was really trying to get in there. I, was, I, I was trying to get in it. there. I could have. Um, but yeah, it, there were there were some there, and there weren't. It wasn't super noticeable, and I don't know if they did it that way because they were looking. I mean, it's from kind of their perspective, you know. Yeah. Um, but there there were some scars there, so. I believe you. Um, yeah. I but the creepy part, it was so creepy that after they drove off, he kept talking. Yeah. He kept talking to himself. Yeah. My you know, family's my family's. Yeah. A long, <laughs> yeah. long time. Oh, it was so creepy. <laughs> it, so creepy. If you didn't think he was bad yeah. before, you definitely knew. Like, you see no scars oh. whatsoever. Just the way he stood up off of the uh-huh. lawnmower. And he was like, my yep. family's been here a long, long time. Long time. <laughs> a long time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then the camera so, does this huge, it's it's like a huge crane shot, unless they had some sort of helicopter right there. Uh, I mm-hmm. suppose it could have been a drone, but I don't I don't remember when drones were mm-hmm. around. I don't know if drones were around in 2014 when this was being filmed. They were. But they it, were. It was a huge huge shot because after that it it goes into the sky and you see a boat in the background and a song yep. starts playing i didn't catch the song but no me either i was so yeah. trying to look at the I'm trying to figure out if it was the same guy on the lawnmower from episode three yeah and i was just well, like it was definitely the same guy from episode what three just happened yeah yeah but okay yeah i i, I wasn't sure when we watched it first round, if yeah. it was the same yeah. guy, but yeah. Yeah. So, and then the episode ends. It's over. It's over. It's over. One more to go. One more to go. We will have the exciting conclusion to so the true detective. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's so crazy because I, I know, but I don't remember everything yeah. But I remember being, blown away by the finale so i am so excited i just hope it lives up to the first time that we saw it like yeah my memory of it i hope so this is this is just one of the best tv shows ever if not the best it's for me it's just right up my alley it's just so it is amazing yeah it's better than wrestling and lion Oh yeah, I didn't, it... I didn't say I would enjoy wrestling. <laughs> I don't I, know. You kind of sounded like you would enjoy it. Look, I've You're had like, plenty of time. Hop up there look, and I'm not crazy because I could not. I could not beat a bear. I could not beat a shark. Even though I know how to win a battle with a shark, you're supposed to like poke its eye out and stab its gills and stuff like karate chop its gills like i know how to fight a shark in your spare time well looking up how to take down (laughs) these animals some nights (laughs) some nights when you're laying in bed you're like what animals could i fight if i had to and then you're like what's the weakest animal i win yeah Yeah. what's the weakest animal and how many of them would it take to like overthrow me you know so i'm not gonna lie sharks 
terrify me. So I may have to look into that myself. Right? Like, just I don't, in case, I don't think you know? I could beat like three snakes. I, I might be able to beat two snakes, you know, but it, three snakes, I don't think I could beat. I only got two hands. You could just grab That's both right. their tails like, and start whipping them around and stuff. But yeah, they don't have whiskers for you to pull. <sighs> this is important. This is important. Yeah. So you I, could totally take down a catfish, though. Ah, yeah. <laughs> That's like fighting a shark and a cat. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you work on that. You work on that. These are realistic problems. If we're ever in the African savanna, Uber and there's a lion coming after us, and look, I'm a giant pork chop with tiny little legs for a tall person, and. I'm not going to outrun a lion. So my thought is we need to figure out how to fight the lion. And that's what I've done. I figured out how to fight. Okay. Not only fight, but I hope win. you get the opportunity to prove yourself. This is not what I want. <laughs> I am not actively seeking battles with lions. I'm just saying, well, should the time come, I will be ready. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I will. I believe be you. I believe in you. You've got this. But like I'm I You've got this. I don't believe I could beat up an ape, you know? Like I'm not a weirdo. I I couldn't beat up a <laughs> rhino. I'm just saying there's certain animals that have obvious weaknesses and I think I could exploit those weaknesses and come out a victor. Okay. Does this not I make sense it, to you? Like I, I, I'm <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. I, I, I understand the logic. Yeah. I'm uh, still going to have nightmares. Like, I, and tonight. I know, like, this is all, like, I have to get on the lion's back first. You know, if, if that doesn't happen, <laughs> I'm going to die, you know? Okay. Like, all right. Saddle up. Saddle up. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> all right. You ready to, to sleep? I'm ready to sleep. I guess. Just for uh, a note, just for a note, it is uh, 1.43 a.m. my time, and it, it is 12.43. We got to do these earlier. Yep. I was ready like 12 hours ago, man. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Whatever. Okay. Well, well, thanks for joining me on the phone call. And, it was uh, fun. Yeah, thanks for I answering. I hope it recorded. <laughs> I hope it recorded, Let me too. know. It, 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 yeah. All indications, we are good to go, so... All right. I can't wait to hear the music Excellent. back. All right. Yeah. I will okay. uh, see you in a few days, I guess. All right. All see right. See you soon. Have a good night. Sweet dreams. Good night. Sweet dreams. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Check out our social media pages. At TV We Love on Twitter. TV We Love on Facebook. And TV We Love Podcast on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider following and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate all ratings and reviews. Especially the five-star ones. We'll be back soon with another episode of TV We Love. Bye.